the kick is away. And the kick is... It's good! And now for something completely different. Hey everybody, I'm Chef Tim Lopez. Kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. I work as a line chef and first cook at the Eagles Novacare in South Philadelphia. And this show is about taking a look at football through the foods that we all love. We're going to talk with players, coaches, chefs, and celebrities about the food culture of our team and our Eagles community. This is Feeding the Birds. Welcome to the Feeding the Birds podcast. This is Chef Tim Lopez coming at you in the offseason. A little bit different around here in the offseason. We don't have a lot of players in the building, but we do still have one of our top guys. He's a top guy for Philadelphia. Gave a wonderful victory parade speech. You know him. You love him. First interview today with Mr. Jason Kelsey. We are sitting down with an Eagles legend right now. The man really needs no introduction. Everybody heard his fantastic speech on our Super Bowl victory parade day. He pretty much summed up how this entire city's been feeling since 1960. And, you know, he's been everywhere since then. He's done talk shows, radio shows, been on television. He's everywhere. And all throughout this, Jason, there's just been one question I'm dying to ask you. A lot of people are wondering, man, are you going to run for mayor? Because uh, I'm hearing, you know, tell tale that... Uh, you might be running for mayor, but then you said, no, Mayor Kenny's doing a good job, but yeah. you got my vote. That's all I got to say. I know there's a lot of other people that would totally put you up there, but so uh, yeah, don't change a thing, man. Always, right. always be you. We love you just the way you are. All right. Let's break down uh, your history a little bit. Let's talk about your history with food. You grew up in uh, in Cleveland. Yep. Tell us a little bit about some stuff. Maybe your mom hooked up, some family favorites, some stuff um, you loved to eat as a kid. I'm trying to think. The favorite dish, not my favorite dish, but one that like we always made was like a simple just beans and weenies okay. like <laughs> baked beans and cut up hot dogs yes people weenies means hot dogs yes yes okay. sorry beans sorry. and weenies beans and weenies we used all to eat it right all the time man <laughs> yeah. i mean it was like uh one of the go-to meals if we didn't have enough time to cook which we often didn't because both of my parents worked and me and my brother were running off to like so many different sports and stuff it was something that anybody in the house could make really easy right and it's um, comfort food too yeah you know, and you're gonna get i mean you know there's protein in the beans there's protein in the hot dogs it's not the best protein for you but it's something you can yeah. make quick, something you can eat quick, and yeah. it's going to fill you up. So right. I get it, man. That's, yeah. that's cool. We used to do it all the time in my house growing up, yeah. too. And then uh, two things Cleveland's known for, Polish boys. We were big uh, Polish sausage. I guess it's a hoagie. I guess it would be considered okay. out here. Maybe not that like long, a hot though. sausage sandwich. Yeah. Are you going onions and peppers with that, or being Polish, it's going more towards the sauerkraut, sauerkraut mustard, mustard, fried onion stuff? Okay. Yes, yeah. All right. And you can do peppers on that, too, but yeah, it was more about the sauerkraut right. and the mustard. And you and I were talking, there's almost like that divide in uh, Ohio. As you get out towards Cleveland, it tends to lend itself a little bit more to Midwestern traditions with food. Yes. Whereas, you know, when you went and you played in Cincinnati, that's a whole other completely different type of town with its own different food culture. And you yeah. want to talk a little bit about Cincinnati? Yeah. Cincinnati, it's like right... I mean, the Mason-Dixon line separates Ohio from Kentucky, and Cincinnati sits right there. And you have a lot more Southern, like, uh, influence into not just the culture and the way people talk, but also in their food. And, like, you know, in Cleveland, 
Cleveland, you have much more like comfort, Midwestern food. And then in Cincinnati, you get kind of like the Southern style. Everybody knows Cincinnati chili, or at least you've probably heard of it. They're like Skyline, uh, Gold Star is another one, but it's not really like a true Southern chili because it's, it's got its own feel to it where it's um, more, more of like a sauce. Yeah, saucy. Not big chunks of peppers in there. There's yeah, no chipotle. It's, it's not like your no Texas beef jalapenos like, or anything. loaded up. And there's no beans in it either, right? No, it's, it's completely it, To me, it's really not even meat. a chili. It's it, Like you said, it's a sauce. It's a meat sauce. Yeah, yeah. you throw it on spaghetti. You can put it on hot dogs. They call it, You can have cheese conies and stuff, but, but really it's meant to be put on something else. It's not meant to be a standalone like a southern chili is. And are you a big fan of that, would you say? I love it. I, I used to hate it when I first got there, the first time I had it. And I tell everybody this. If you go, and the reason I hated it is because if you go into it expecting you're going to get chili, you're going to be disappointed. Right. If you go into it knowing that it's not chili, it's a sauce, and you appreciate it for being just a sauce, you're going to enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's a lot of history of chili. I've done a lot of research on because I try to make a lot of different kinds of chili. I even did yeah. the Skyline once. Uh, Brent Selleck let me his grandma's recipe, which was really cool to delve into that because I'd never made that before. But yeah. originally, chili, I mean, developed in Texas. Yep. You know, based on like parts of the animals they had left up, the cooks would just chop them up, you know, on the chow line, on the cattle drives and stuff. There were no beans. The first chilies had no beans in oh, them. Oh, really? So chilies originally, you know, there was not supposed to be any beans and beans were added you know down the road but yeah you go like get a texas style chili it's not going to really contain beans, beans at all I didn't but know we're that. so used to it in different parts of the country the way it's made especially around these parts yeah i mean beans is like you know once Major your protein's there and your peppers and your onions and the beans go right in yeah you know and i've played around with different types of uh, protein and chili and especially when i make a chicken chili we'll leave the beans out unless okay. it's a white chicken chili and then we do the white beans but there's so many different levels you can go to with chili so it's a very versatile food and i think it's a real good comfort food just like a lot of the uh latin cuisine we make in the cafe mm-hmm. a lot of the asian foods a lot of the stuff that everybody just has like a link with it where they we know if we put this stuff out you guys are going to pretty much respond well to it right um speaking to what we're putting out in the cafe versus how you respond to it let's yeah. get to the next part of our conversation mm-hmm. as a football player mm-hmm. when you're looking for that after practice meal are you looking for a basic meal like that are you looking for something heavy are you looking for a burger are you looking for like a really good sandwich What's your usual go-to? Well, the biggest thing that I want when I'm done with practice is just protein to just kind of like refuel from going out there and hitting and doing all that stuff. But I mean, I personally like it when we experiment around here because I think sometimes, like you said, in season, you'll have maybe like tacos will be like every week for like a trend. It'll like happen. And then all of a sudden it's like, wow, I've had tacos the last three weeks. And then I had tacos the other night with my fiance and I'm not interested in having tacos now. But when we switch it up a lot more, it's like kind of, and I'm a fan of trying new foods. So it kind of just like breaks the monotony of it yeah. i would say that i'm a fan of that i think that's what we're trying to do yeah. um sometimes we overreach ourselves but i think what we're more locked into now especially with doing this devour the competition thing mm-hmm. that we started up in the past couple of years is really playing towards you know the teams that we're going to play trying to get inside their head through the foods that are around this entire right. country yeah and getting guys on board with it and it's been really phenomenal to see everybody kind of take off on that like you know we're going to go play seattle we were doing fish sandwiches yep. you know la i did like a food truck thing and made some drinks and stuff from out there to go with the, the banh mi sandwich that we did. And yep. it was great to see you guys respond pretty well to that. No, we all really like so. that. It's actually been cool to see that the last uh, the last year or so. Yeah, we're going to keep going with that too. Perfect, perfect. Um, something that I totally want to develop in the off season to start up the new season is to get you guys involved with that to a point where maybe uh, you know we grab a player or two and bring them back into the kitchen and we teach them how to cook some of that stuff okay. that they may not be used to. And then when we present it, there's more of a, a sense of, you know, we've kind of seen this before. You know, a couple guys can say, yeah, I help these guys hook it up or, you know, do you think that'd be a cool idea? Yeah. Get, get I, these guys cooking, get I'm, them getting a little bit more well, involved with their food. Matter of fact, I would love that. I'm an 
awful cook and I don't know what I'm doing. Like I can cook. Like what do you mean you're awful cook? I have cooked very uh, scarcely through my entire life. Okay. And when I have cooked, it's usually like stuff that's already been like pre-made or it's already had like the seasonings and everything added to it. So I haven't, I've never cooked anything from scratch like my entire life. Do you want to? I do. I have an interest in it. My fiance is a tremendous cook and she cooks a lot, but yeah, Kylie does a much better job with that than I do. What would be one thing? Like if you had to pick out one thing and all the foods out there, what would you want to learn how to cook? That's a great question. Oh man. For a while, I really wanted to learn how to cook uh, curry. To tell you the truth, because I fan of curry, then I like all sorts of different curries. I actually just like kind of like sauces in general, but um, like curry, uh, not just Indian curries, but have you ever had like Thai like uh, Penang curry? I have. Like I love Penang curry. That's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not it's not traditional Indian curry. When everybody hears that, if you're not a fan of curry, you're not a fan of Indian food. The minute you hear curry, you're like, "Now nah, I'm out." Exactly. But the Thai curry is not. It's so it, different. There's a lot of different flavor components in the Thai. It's got curry, like more so. of a tropical, like coconut taste to Absolutely, it. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yep. There's a lot more different things that they're doing with the different peppers and stuff in that part of the world, and uh, the different flavors they're able to coax out of that. Yeah. So it's completely different from the Indian cooking, and uh, I love it. I love doing. Uh, we were doing. Um, it's Thai food. Every time you, you hear Thai food, people uh, say it all. Pad Thai. Pad Thai. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, oh man, you would think I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about with, with food here. But uh, you know, Pad Thai is something we we've done multiple times in the cafe, and, and people just kill it. Yeah. They just kill it, and we didn't get the chance to do it this year. We were very focused on devour the competition, but uh, yeah, I think it's something we really need to get back into. Dude, so I love a good if, Pad if, Thai. If I can do it, man, I will bring that Thai curry in for you. Oh yeah. So if you want to learn how to do that, we'll develop some recipes back there. We'll work with uh, our parent company, Flick Hospital. Hospitality. Okay. We'll get some honest to goodness, real deal Thai curry recipes. And if you're interested in coming back and learning, I will be happy to teach you. Dude, I'm in. I'm All right, in. Let's sweet. get that done. That's solid, brother. Perfect. Awesome. All right, cool. So now we got something to work towards on that. So you said you're into sauces, but when we were talking right before this interview, you said there's one sauce in particular you're not a fan of. Yeah. Tell me about that. This is a food that you just can't stand. What is that? Uh, gravy. Gravy. Um, and by gravy, you're talking like turkey gravy, pork gravy. Yeah, gravy, gravy that you put over like potatoes or turkey or something like that. For whatever reason, I've just just never liked it. I've always been more of like a buttery, especially with like potatoes. Like I don't necessarily want the gravy, which is kind of more savory and I like savory foods, right. but for whatever reason with the potatoes, I like to taste the butter and I like to mix corn in with it because it like brings out like a sweetness to it. I've never really fallen for the, uh, for the gravy on really anything. Even like the French dip, like with the au jus. Yeah, with the au jus. You're not yeah. a fan of au jus at all. No. Okay. You, I don't know what's in it. Is there something similar between those two? The au jus and like beef gravy is almost thickened, really good beef stock in the French cooking. It's called demi-glace. Yeah. Um, and what it is is they'll take a real good beef stock and reduce it down to where all the flavors just really intensify. Yeah. And then you put that over whatever you're serving up, whether it's, you know, tri-tip or whether it's a really good, uh, you know, other cuts of steak or even at some points... Uh, uh, like beef meatloaf or anything like that and you're just you're not about that is it yeah, is I it mean, is it like you prefer your meats i mean you know we've talked a little bit about meat temperature you're not looking for dried out like well done steak no 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 i, you, I really like moist moist so like medium medium rare yeah yeah that's, no, medium that's, rare that's is your, probably your like temp. my go-to okay temp if i'm having like a really good steak if i'm at like a restaurant that i'm not as comfortable with maybe i'll do medium okay but yeah and you're like leave the gravy off don't like if it's coming no. with something just don't even bring it right i like to waste. taste the meat i just feel like that gravy and the as you like it just can like overpower like I feel like I don't even taste the meat right. I'm just like getting some like you're getting the sauce which most of the time is made from the parts of the meat the like meat. the bones and the, yeah. the stuff like so that so it should taste so it's, exactly it's supposed like to it. amp up the flavor of what's already there but yeah. I, can, I can see where you would see it kind of covering up what's the essence of it which is the steak that you want to eat yeah you know 
in that same vein, you know, if we're talking about like smoked barbecue brisket, do you do, oh. do barbecue sauce on that, or you just want a nice slice of that? All the flavors in the rub, you don't need a sauce. I like the sauce to be on the side. On I like side. I like to be, especially with a brisket. I'm a big fan of having like a rub over top of it, but then slicing that up and then having sauces to choose from on the side, and you can determine how much you want to add into it. That's cool. So you're big big on the side person. Yeah. All right. That's cool, man. I'm down with that. Yeah. I'm down with that. A lot of people are like that here. <laughs> we we were experimenting with a lot of different uh, kinds of uh, you know toppings for fish and pork and all that kind of stuff. And we had a couple chefs here that would just douse the stuff in the sauce or in the the slaw or in the fresh salsa or whatever they were making. And I was just like, leave half of it off. Yeah. Because you're going to get somebody that's going to come up and say do you have any of this without all this stuff on it? Right, right, right. And they just couldn't. They were just like, no, well, this there. is how it's presented. I'm like, dude, this is the Eagles Novacare complex. This is, <laughs> this is not a Michelin star, you know, five-star restaurant. Like, we're working towards what our clients want. I'm telling you right now, I know there's at least a handful of people that do not want that on there. I don't care if it tastes amazing. They want their plain protein. So, yeah. Now right. that I know that you're a little bit more in that vein, I will look out for you in that color. All righty, all So, I, yeah, I got your back, brother. I really do. All right. Let's switch gears a little bit. Uh, let's talk about some of your favorite eats in and around Philly. We talked a little bit about Herschel's. We talked about the 4th Street Deli. Yeah. Is there any other place that when you think about going out to grab a bite to eat, like where's your go-to spot? We were just talking about brisket. Um, there's a spot down in an old city called Kyber Pass Pub. Um, it's not like a very well-known spot. It's kind of like a dive bar type feel to yeah. it. But they do like a New Orleans Creole style food and they have a barbecue as well. For whatever reason, man, I can go down there, get their brisket, get some, you know, you can do anything on the sides. My big thing, I like getting a side of chili and uh, usually doing like a side of slaw with it. But they got great mac and cheese, great fried okra. Brussels sprouts are out of this world. It's like really good, like Southern, like home style feel to it. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sensing you're totally about taking little bits and pieces of different types of things and combining it together. Oh, yeah. To make what you really like to eat. Yeah. You know, like I've talked with Carson this season on uh, Feeding the Birds. I talked with Jordan Hicks, Brent Selleck. I mean, a lot of these guys, they have go-tos for breakfast. They have go-tos for lunch. Mm -hmm. And Carson's got a sandwich that everybody nicknamed the Wentz. And it's ordered that way. Have you ever had the opportunity to create your own sandwich or anything like that? Uh, I saw a video on YouTube where you're at a food truck and they actually let you do that. Yeah. That was the thing with uh, Deets and Watson where I got to create okay. a sandwich, but that was like a fun a deal that I got to do with them, but I haven't experimented too much. I actually, Carson just got all of the uh, offensive linemen uh, smokers for Christmas. Yeah, the Traegers. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really fired up to actually like do my own brisket and like uh, you know smoke some meats uh, this summer. Uh, I finally got like a, a yard and everything, and I'm ready to set that thing up and get going. That's cool, man. I love doing that. It's one thing that we definitely focus on here ever since getting our new smoker in the back. Yeah, we've talked about it to death, so I'm not going to go over it again. I mean, if there's anything you ever want to know about it, or if you want a couple tips, we'll be happy to do it. Chef Matt yeah. and Chef Jason and I uh, work well with that thing. Yeah. Um, I made some killer brisket towards the end when you guys were out yeah. in. Uh, uh, Minnesota was able to present it in another part of uh, the state to a yeah. different account that's in the company that I work for, and it was absolutely wonderful to be able to take and say, you know, this is Eagles brisket. Yeah, this is, we developed this here. I cooked it here. This is what these guys are eating, and everybody just like flipped out over it. Yeah, I'm proud to be able to do this stuff for you guys here. Well, I can it's tell fantastic. you. 
on the same deal with the smoker. I mean, there are a few things that the guys love more than being out there on Friday and you start smelling the aroma of that smoker working and you oh, guys yeah. cooking all that meat oh, outside because yeah. uh, it hits our nostrils right when we're on the field. Right. And I think everybody gets everybody just a little bit more amped up to finish practice right. so we can get in there and get to that you're meat. You're not the first to say that, <laughs> but I'm glad to hear you say it. That's great. That makes me feel really good. All right, I'm going to hit you with a couple of questions just to round this thing out. This has been a fantastic interview, man. Thanks so much for talking to us. First question I'm going to hit you with, your mm-hmm. oddest food that you've ever encountered, something maybe that you were asked to eat or something that you saw somewhere and you're like, nah, I ain't going there. Yeah, uh, so back to the uh, Penang Curry so the way I found out about Thai curry is I was in Thailand and I was there with uh, Connor Barwin and a couple of other buddies and uh, we're walking up and down the street in Bangkok and Bangkok street food is out of this world. You know, like, not only good, but it's, it also has some very bizarre stuff. And uh, I saw a fried scorpion on a stick and I decided to give her a go. Okay. <laughs> what was that like? It was awful and I won't be doing <laughs> it again. <laughs> what did it taste like? Uh, it really didn't taste like much. It kind of, I mean, it was like so charred over. It kind of just tasted like uh burnt uh burnt crunchy a burnt crunchy with like this like not really gooey but like uh grainy texture to the inside of it like literally nothing i'm saying sounds good no and literally nothing in my mouth tasted good when i was eating okay. it so it was that. it was a cool experience and uh definitely fit in with uh the city of bangkok for sure and uh the outrageousness that happens in that city but um they didn't leave like the poison in the tail uh, I'm assuming that was probably... I don't know. Okay. But I do know that I think um, if the tail is venom, there's something to like... If you swallow poison, it's poisonous. But if you swallow venom, I don't know that it has the same effect. And maybe if it's charred, maybe it burns it off or something. Yeah, who knows? Not like when you cook with alcohol, it burns off the alcohol, leaves the flavor. Right. So it was just crappy uh, flavor of venom. Yeah. And a charred scorpion. All right. I don't think I'm going to try that <laughs> yeah, I would not either. recommend. So you don't want scorpion. Uh, I give up. No charred scorpion yeah, husks point in five stars on Yelp. Point five the, stars. The- <laughs> Way to go, Thailand. You got the lowest rating from Jason Kelsey on your charred scorpion husk. All right. <laughs> All right, well, that yeah, that tops the charts there because I've heard some pretty odd stuff in here, but I've never heard that one. So, yeah. all right, we're going to hit you with the three questions, okay. something we started up a little while ago. Uh, just answer them right off the top of your head. Okay. Favorite burger topping? Uh, cheese. That's it, straight up? Just cheese? Yeah, well, uh, like, I mean, if I'm trying to get crazy, I'll throw bacon on there. I don't... That's crazy. <laughs> Out of this world! You're getting crazy now. I don't know. There's, we have to calm them down. There's... <laughs> I'll get experimental with uh, burgers, but like the prototypical, just American cheese with uh, uh, ketchup and mustard on it, like okay. maybe mayonnaise. So you like a classic burger guy then. Yeah. So you like your toppings. Yeah. I like all burgers though. Like it's not like you put down like a burger in front of me with barbecue sauce and jalapenos on it that I'm going to be like, oh, that's gross. Gotcha. I'm still going to eat it, but like if I'm thinking of like the prototypical, like what I would crave, just a normal. But you're mostly going beef with that, right? Are you adverse to trying like chicken, I'll, turkey burgers? I do like not that? do the turkey or chicken. I'll do um, bison for sure. Okay. Um, I usually stick with the red meat. Mm-hmm. And then uh, if I'm really feeling crazy, sometimes I'll do a bean burger. I actually like the way bean burgers taste. Yeah. For whatever reason, the uh, the birds, the, the turkey, the chicken, uh, I don't really like them that much as burgers. Okay. And you're not a fan of turkey from what I heard anyway. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's no, just, it's not, not one of my favorites. Not one of your favorite things. No. I have bad reactions with turkey. My wife tells me it's a myth, but the, the whole tryptophan thing where it's it's got this chemical in there that kind of like just makes you tired and makes you drowsy. Yeah. Um, which a lot of people buy into because they say, oh yeah, Thanksgiving, I eat a turkey and then I fall asleep. Like, no, you ate like 15 yeah. pounds of food and then yeah, you fell asleep. I don't think so. it matters that if you had turkey in there. I think you could add red meat and all those. I mean, if you ever eat that many calories and all that food, yeah, you're, gonna, you're, gonna knock you're due for a nap. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. So, Melissa, it might be a myth, but Kelsey's not going to eat it anyway. So, she's good. She's my number one. 
one fan, my wife. I love her. That's awesome. So, all right, second question. Favorite pizza topping? What's your go-to? Um, I love uh, I love pineapple, uh, but it's got to be on there with something salty too. So, so the ham, um, ham and pineapple. Ham and pineapple. I'll do. I'll actually do pepperoni and pineapple. Pepperoni and pineapple. Yeah, I actually like that more than ham and pineapple. I'm not a big ham guy either. I'll do it. I like honey baked ham, but I'm right. not a big fan of like the ham that's like on, at like pizzerias. Yeah, they, they're just using like deli ham chopped. Exactly. Up. Yeah, yeah, you got you got to have a certain type. Yeah, that makes me want to like use some leftover salt, and like really rub down like salted brisket, dude. And I chop that oh up, gosh. put it on a pizza with pineapple and like homemade barbecue. That sauce. sounds so good. We'll call it like come try a slice of the Kelsey pizza, dude. I'm on board with that. I'll, I'll design that for you. That'll be cool. I actually really I'm I'm okay. I'm all aboard on that. All right, all right, we'll work on that one. That's good. I'm getting plenty of ideas today. This is good. This is good stuff for off season. We're going to tailor up a Kelsey menu. That's great. Last <laughs> question: What's a food you hate besides turkey? We covered that. There's got to be a food out there. You're just like, nah. Well, there's there, there's quite a bit. I mean, the the biggest one that I will not put in my mouth at all is a uh, bologna. Really? Yeah, I had it. I ate like an entire pack when I was like a little kid. Okay. Threw up all over the place. Was and this, like on a bed, or you just no? Like, I just hey, I I like bologna. somehow got into the refrigerator. Okay. When I was like three or four years old, and found the pack of bologna that was for the bologna. and. Okay. Ate the entire thing and then proceeded to throw up all over the place. And that was it. And ever since then, I just, the, even the smell of bologna is like, man, I man. want nothing to do with bologna. Well, that's good to know. We don't, yeah. we don't tend to do too many bologna specials. <laughs> we had a guy who used to work in, uh, down in equipment and uh, training, Dustin Stover. He used to work here a few years ago. I know you probably remember him. Yeah, I from remember West Dustin Virginia. very well, yeah. And he used to have me do fried bologna sandwiches on the grill. That sounds like a very Dustin. Uh, all the, all yeah. the time. And I said, well, what's, what's the component? He's like, bologna and bread. <laughs> He's like, you sear it up, put it on white bread nothing better than that man i was like okay i was like i'll do it for you like i don't mind hooking you up but i don't think it's going to take off in the cafe and, yeah uh, no i think there's some better things that you guys offer than fried bologna <laughs> absolutely absolutely i've tried it i'm okay with it but yeah i think there's a lot of other stuff i could bring to the table that you guys might enjoy more yeah so thanks very much man for sitting down with us I really, I really appreciate your time. Uh, the whole city appreciates everything you put out there for all of us because you said everything that was on everybody's mind. We're not going to repeat it all. You've all heard it. Go watch it again. I watched it this morning. <laughs> this man's a legend. Thanks very much for being here, brother. We appreciate you. Tim, thank you so much for having me, and we all appreciate you very much. Had a fantastic time sitting down with Jason Kelsey. That guy, fantastic player, wonderful human being, damn fine speech giver. And I tell you, knowing what I know now about processed meats, how he handles them. I know what not to get into with him, but I am going to bang that wonderful pizza that we talked about. Get some of that really good smoked pork belly, some smoked brisket with a pineapple. That's going to be damn good eats. Moving down the line, we have an interview with the sports performance nutrition intern from our past season here. Her name is Leslie Shalomskis, and she was a fantastic behind the scenes taking care of our guys down the hall. She ran the fuel bar, so she's going to get into that with us right now. She's going to tell us about her career here with the Eagles. Tell us about her day-to-day. Tell us about some of her favorite foods and how she brought it every day to help our team get to that championship game. So without any delay, let's just get to the interview with Leslie Shalomskis. This next interview is going to be an absolute pleasure because I waited a long time for it. I waited the whole season all the way up till after the Super Bowl. So here we are today with the sports performance nutrition intern, one of the unsung heroes here at the Eagles Novacare Complex, Leslie Shalomskis. Nice. That was really pretty oh, good. Oh, yeah. I that thought was I was going to screw it up. And uh, for all intents and purposes, anyone knows I probably did. But Brownie got a love podcast. Tim. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for coming in today. It's my absolute pleasure. Oh, thank you so much. So you are the sports performance nutrition intern. 
tell me not only how did you get that job, get that title, but let's walk back a few years in your life. Yeah. Tell me how you got involved in nutrition. Tell me why you're involved in nutrition. Okay, I guess I'll start back at uh, undergrad. I went to Penn State for my undergraduate degree, and it was in biology. And after I graduated, I actually started immediately working in a cancer lab as a lab manager. So I was working in epigenetics. And after a while, I taken on this job at a lab thinking, hey, I might go back to get my PhD, or I might go and be a doctor. And I realized, you know what? Like, I really enjoy nutrition. I need to go and pursue this further. So... What do you have to do to be a registered dietitian? That was the question. And it's three parts. So part one, you have to go through a DPD program, so a didactic program in dietetics. Step two is to complete a dietetic internship. So I ranked a couple different places, and I was lucky enough to match up my first choice, and I chose Yale New Haven Hospital. So you have to spend so many hours working kind of supervised by a dietitian before they'll let you become one. And then the third phase is you have to take an exam. So after you've done all your coursework and you've gone through all these rotations at your internship, you finally qualify to sit down and take that standardized test. For me, I completed that back in October while I was working here with the Eagles. So I am now officially an RD. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Congratulations. See, and now you guys know what is involved to get to this point. How did you specifically get involved with the Eagles here? What was your uh, your first shot at, at coming here to work in nutrition with the birds? I knew going into it, I wanted to do sports. Growing up in the Philadelphia area, I had a contact with the Eagles. One of my professors at Drexel happened to know our head strength coach, who kind of moonlights as an RD here as well. And she reached out to him on my behalf, and he was willing to take me on for that specialty rotation. So I spent a couple weeks here with the Eagles in the off season. And knock on wood, thankfully, it went really well. So they invited me back for um, camp in the preseason. Put in a lot of hard work during training camp and the preseason, and it didn't go unnoticed. Notice, which is great. Sean Holes, who's the director of performance um, here, and uh, Josh Hanks kind of noticed that, hey, she's doing a really good job, and they asked me to stay on in a paid internship position. So I've been here the whole season long. Very, very cool. And we've been very happy to have you here because you do a very important job, especially at the Fuel Bar. So can you walk us a little bit through your day and what you do for these players at that fuel bar to keep them rolling, to keep them exactly where they need to be to maintain and to rise up and to go and win a Super Bowl championship. Tell us about your day-to-day, Leslie. So first of all, I feel like I should kind of outline a little bit of what a fuel bar is. Sure, go for it. Um, so we have a whole section that's laid out in the main hallway that the players walk through all the time. So right outside of their locker room between the gym and the, the playing fields is my domain, the fuel bar. And it's essentially... I would say like a glorified, really healthy, body composition focused snack stand. Everything that we um, are carrying there is something that's going to help these players with X, Y, or Z goal, whether or not they need to lose weight, whether or not they need to make sure they're maintaining, or whether or not one of the players that maybe is having a hard time keeping weight on and they need to gain. Everything we stock there is kind of to aid them towards those goals. We also have products that'll help them with recovery, which I like to consider myself sort of the recovery dietitian. I make all of their different drinks and um, hydration products, things that they would need to have um, when they're coming off the practice field and they're tired and they have to go again the next day. I make sure they get what they need to put fuel back in the tank. We're so happy that you do that because I'm putting fuel in their tank in the cafeteria, but your stuff is very nutrition focused. And a lot of the uh, focus in the beginning, at least when Josh said he first came here, were the shakes. 
The Sheik's got a huge amount of attention. Well, with Sports Illustrated and everything, they were, look at what they're doing at the Eagles with the Sheiks. How big of a deal are those Sheiks to those guys? Are they mostly for recovery or, you know, walk us through the Sheiks a little bit? So I feel like one of the biggest parts of um, success for these players is they have their own routines and the Sheiks have made their way into the player's routine. Um, So it's something that we provide for them. It's individualized um, based on each player's preferences and body composition goals. I kind of come up with a recipe and I talk to the players, get some feedback, we tweak it. And it's something that they can have every day after practice or after a team lift to make sure that they are helping to uh, resynthesize some muscle and um, aid in whatever breakdowns going on and just give them back some glycogen for energy. It's just a part of their routine now. We started it, we kind of set a precedent when they came in the off season that we were going to do this. That was a really informative part. And I wanted people to hear that, especially one of my good friend Jillian to hear that because she asked me about Hi, you Jillian. all the time. So let's have a little bit of fun. Now that we know where she wants to head, we're going to ask you a couple of questions about food specifically. Okay. So give me some guilty pleasure food. Oh my gosh. Everybody has it. What's yours? I could eat an entire tub of peanut butter by myself in one sitting. Not going to say that I haven't done it before. I love chocolate chip pound cake with cream cheese frosting. It's oh, that sounds good. Not at all specific. <laughs> um, <laughs> I even know the bakery, but I was like, maybe I shouldn't shout it out. No, shout them out. They're oh local. If they're local, shout them out. We want to hear about What's dessert local. bakery in Holland, Pennsylvania? You have my heart. I love your chocolate chip pound cake. I mean, if I go to a wedding, I'm judging your wedding on the cake. That's the kind of cake lover we're talking about right here. Good for you. All about balance. An Good RD that you. loves cake. Cool. I like that. All right, let's move on to the three questions. So done, done, done. These are quick questions, uh, so just shout out whatever comes in your head oh when, gosh, I, when I ask dangerous. you the question. It's not as bad as you think it's going to be. <laughs> Favorite pizza topping, go. Uh, bacon. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> First person that said bacon. Bacon or clams. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you like like white clam sauce on oh, pizza? Oh, yeah. Ooh. You ever had Pepe's Pizza in uh, uh, Yeah, I actually just came. So, Yale, my internship is in Yale, so I was just in New Haven for the last year. Pepe's is good, but I got to go with modern, and the Italian bomb is banging. Go for that one, guys. All right, yeah. If I'm up there now, I got another place to check out because I always go good, to Pepe's. But, but this is better. Clams on a pizza. You didn't hear right. from me. Do you like heavy garlic with your clams or no? Yes. Okay. All right. She's a woman after my own heart. <laughs> uh, when I uh, was dating my wife, that was a big matter of contention. Any girl I've ever dated before in my life couldn't handle my garlic intake. Oh my gosh. And my wife was like, no, you should probably put some more in there. And I'm like, guess what? Now you're in the running to be my wife. Exactly. So there you go. Garlic is good. Garlic is great. Garlic's great, people. All right. Burger topping. Oh, mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Mm, I can't see, like, it's not like love mayonnaise, but I just can't have a burger without a little bit of mayonnaise just on it. a little it. bit? Is that something that just became a personal preference? Or yeah. did you pick that up from somewhere? I think it just became a personal preference. I make a pretty killer, like a chipotle aioli that I make for burgers in the summertime and nice. gotta have that mayo. That's good stuff. What's a food you can't stand, a food you hate, you would never eat it? I feel like this is such a problem with me. This is why I work out a lot, because I love all food. Um... I've never had gefilte fish, but I've been told that's not so great. <laughs> I, guess, I guess it all depends on, on your uh, taste. Uh, it wouldn't be something I would go towards as like, what do you feel like for dinner? Oh, we haven't <laughs> had gefilte fish in a while. But All right, we got one last question to take you out on. This is one we've, we've had a lot of good content come out of some of our interviews with some players. The question is, what is the oddest food 
you have ever encountered? What's the craziest food where you may have tried it, maybe you Ooh. didn't try it, but what's something weird out there that um, you've seen? We were actually experimenting a little bit with uh, protein bars with crickets in them earlier. This was here? Yeah, I mean, we could send samples a decent amount. I mean, crickets are a good source of protein if yeah, you're willing that, to eat true. them. Yeah, that's true. I heard uh, a lot about insects being, you know, next up on our food pyramid in God knows how many years, but I, I've been hearing a lot about it, so. I think I'm going to have to go with crickets. Crickets by themselves or in that? Crickets in a protein, in a protein bar. bar. As the protein component of the protein bar. Are these ground up crickets or are they like the Yeah, but it's is, crunchy. It's is like. It, is it sticking out of the bar like looking you, at you? It could be a leg. You're not really sure. It doesn't taste bad, but I just couldn't really get my mind over the idea of eating crickets. But in a protein bar sounds interesting. I See, I would try that. I totally would. I, I wouldn't mind a little crooked head sticking out of the protein. Oh, gosh. I don't want to see the head, but I mean. So the head. All right. So the thorax or whatever sticking out. Oh, much out. better. Yeah. That's okay, fine. Right. Then it's so a thoraxes go. are good. For okay. Sure. All right, people. So you heard that. You know, this is the sports performance nutrition intern here for the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles. And she's telling you crickets are good protein. Hey. They are. They're good protein. So look into that if you're interested in eating insects. If you're not, whatever. Wouldn't lie to you guys. Whatever. Thank you so much for coming in today. Not only has this been educational, it's been super fun. And I'm really, really proud to have known you and worked with you this season to get these guys to the Super Bowl. So thanks again. Absolutely. The feeling is 100% mutual, Tim. It was a pleasure to sit down and talk with Leslie. Just want to let everybody know she has a food that she doesn't like. She texted me a couple days after our interview, and it's olives. It's not like olives. I'm I'm with her on that. I will use olives in recipes that call for it, but I'm not going to sit there and eat a whole bunch of olives. I don't, I'm not big on top of none. You know, I just can't do it. I'm sure they're a great additive in, you know, sauces and things like that. There's a bunch of stuff I make. I'm not an olive guy. So, hey, that was some really great interviews that we did with Jason, Leslie. You know, what a wonderful podcast to do in the offseason. And I got to say, my friends that are out there, our fans, let us know more about what you want to hear on this podcast. You know, rate us, comment, please, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Check out my Instagram, chef.tim.phl.eagles. There's a lot of new recipes going up on there. There's a lot of different flavors and pictures of things that we're putting out here at the Eagles Novacare Complex. We want to hear from you as to what type of guys you'd be interested in us interviewing. Check us out at philadelphiaeagles.com along with our other podcasts. We got a lot of new players coming in. We got a lot of different things to talk about. We got a lot more food to cook. So I hope you join us next time on Feeding the Birds when we take a step off the field and take a look at what's on the plate. Go Eagles! I was in Thailand and Bangkok and very bizarre stuff. I saw a fried scorpion on a stick and I decided to give her a go. Okay. <laughs> what was that like? It was awful and I won't be doing it again. <laughs> I mean, it was like so charred over. It kind of just tasted like uh, burnt crunchy with like this like not really gooey but like uh, grainy texture to the inside of it. Like literally nothing I'm saying sounds good. No. And literally nothing on my mouth tasted good when I was eating okay. it. I, I give uh, 0.5 stars on y'all. Point five stars. <laughs>